0: Welcome to The 7 Figure Club with Jennifer Longmore, your place to be to learn what it takes to scale your purpose-based life and business beyond the coveted 7-figure mark and build an aligned empire that lights you up. With everything from inner shifts to outer strategies, my guests and I will fill your cup with high-value wisdom to support you on this journey. If you haven't done so already, be sure to claim your free money breakthrough training to help you heal your money story once and for all. Just visit www.souljourneys.ca forward slash money to activate your breakthrough today. Now let's
1: dive into today's Miracle Rich show. Hello and welcome back to this week's solo cast on the Seven Vicar Club podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Longmore. And if you've been listening to the recent solo cast I've been doing, then you may appreciate my love of storytelling And uh, the fact that I want to be doing more of that with you, because I know that when I share my stories, they pop. It's part of my human design as well. I'm a generator, so I'm meant to be cultivating experiences and then sharing what I've learned from my experiences. And sometimes I'm sharing what I learned from clients as well, right? And my work with them and, and some of the things that they have, like the quantum leaps I've shared with you and various things. So uh, so I'm bringing more stories to you. What would normally be inside the containers, I'm bringing them outside of the containers in case something pops for you, right? And if it does, uh, you know, sharing is caring. So be sure to share today's episode with other people that you feel it may serve if you discover that it does. So let's dive in. We're gonna be talking about risk tolerance and risk aversion. With each income leap, as we know, it requires us to increase our risk tolerance and to be far less risk averse. So when I look back to the beginning of my business, I, I think, and inherently, by the way, entrepreneurs tend to have a low risk tolerance, or sorry, a high risk tolerance and a low risk aversion compared to the average person, especially people that have jobs, because there's a level of risk right involved in going all in and and extracting ourselves from the paradigm that says the only real safe and secure way to make money is to have a job job equals security and in fact we know as entrepreneurs that we create our own economy we create our own security and if we're doing what we love and we're staying in our zone of genius and staying in our lane and doing the thing right and doing all of the outer things that are required to uh, be an impeccable steward of a company that in fact we have a lot of job security if in a service-based business too, uh, we if we are helping people get more of what they want, right, and that's kind of how the world works anyways, we, we get divinely compensated by helping others get more of what they want. So in the beginning of the business, I didn't have a lot of money. And you may have heard my stories before of how I used to live on one bag. I would buy a jumbo bag of oranges every week to live on. And I was rash in that because I was ridiculous. <laughs> I was so ridiculous. I was coming off of being a public servant, right? And getting paid just enough or not quite enough every month to get by. And part of why I became an entrepreneur is because, aside from it being a calling, was that I was, uh, I thought, oh my goodness, am I going to be able to live like this until I retire? I'm in my 20s. What? How can I, how can I sustain this for 40 years? This is unsustainable. Living for the weekends, having just enough to get by having not enough to get by every month, always being in debt, never being able to fully pay off my credit card and God forbid, have a a trip, right? Where was I gonna go? Buy a house? That was out of the question, right? There were all of these variables at play that um, made it feel like a big, heavy cloud over me or like a heavy, wet blanket. It was just awful. I didn't wanna live that way. And I, I loved the work that I did. Right. And I didn't go into business to have all kinds of money. I just wanted enough to get by because that's how we tend to think, especially if we're from a a working class situation or we're from a public servant kind of job, right? We just want enough to get by. We all say this, right. Or many of us say this. So that's where I was at. And I didn't focus on the money. I just focused on serving. And it wasn't until I went to the bank and found out that I had six figures in there unbeknownst to me because I never looked money in the eyes back then one of my many many cute little money stories right that I had running at the time hey I want more money but I won't ever look you in the eye (laughs) so um, but think about that so I didn't want to go into debt creating a service-based business I knew that much but think about how stingy I was being right I, I already felt fully stretched even deciding to have a business and step away from a job. That was as much risk as I was willing to handle at that time. That felt like a gargantuan risk at the time. But as more money started to show up and as things started to become a little more clear and I stopped stopped feeling like I was throwing spaghetti against the wall and not knowing what in the world I was doing, which most CEOs are going to feel like, right? I, uh, I started taking bigger risks. I invested in myself. I invested in a coach. All of the money I had in savings, I invested in a coach, which was a massive gulp factor for me. But I know that I know now that quantum leaps, quantum money leaps in particular, are on the other side of these gulp factors. Now I'm not saying go into debt. I'm not saying using up your savings like that. That actually I wouldn't recommend. What I'm saying is those those things that feel stretchy, where it makes you kind of go ooh. Oh my goodness, because we know. And what I knew and why I gulped with that coach was I knew, holy crap, there's a lot of money on the line here. I have no choice but to show up and do what I'm told. I can't be hiding anymore. I can't be playing the wait and see, you know, will the client stork drop off clients, you know, and I just get to sit here and be passive, right? All of the things that we can do in business, all of the Achilles heels that we can have. I had to get out of my own way. That was the biggest invitation, right? With that investment. So uh, that was a massive risk. That was a massive leap for me. But now I make these all the time. They don't even feel like risks. They feel so natural. I invest multiple six figures a year in myself and my company. And it doesn't I don't even bat an eyelash anymore. And I share that not to brag. I share that to just show you what's possible if you're not already there with your risk tolerance uh, as far as understanding that the cellular memory just gets programmed right to start to get used to it just like you've heard me share on a previous podcast about having to you know speak to people about infringing on your ip or your trademarks and stuff in the beginning it sucks to have those conversations at least for me it did but then the more you have them the more you just kind of get used to it and you just get on with your day you're like oh, if someone says what did you do today oh well you know, I woke up, I brushed my teeth, I told someone to stop uh, breaching my trademark. I served some clients, and I went to the gym. <laughs> it's all just the same. It's all monotonous and like it, it no activity is more important or more whatever than the other. So uh, anyways, uh, with this risk tolerance, as I'm sharing with you, this is why I have so many quantum money leaps. This is why I am where I am because I had to get used to increasing that thermometer, essentially for risk. I had to simultaneously become far less risk averse and have a far higher uh, risk tolerance. And any CEOs that I know that are seven, eight, nine figures do this. And this is something that needs to be done between every income leap. So between six to multi-six figures, between multi-six to seven, seven to eight, eight to nine, and so on, right? will be a new definition of what does risk tolerance look like for me. Risk at a seven-figure level feels very different than at an eight-figure level. So the eight-figure CEO will feel like there's no risk in it, but the seven-figure CEO might still feel like, ooh, that's risky, right? So with each massive leap, we're going to outgrow this stuff. What was relevant for you at six figures will no longer be relevant at seven figures, right? And it's not meant to be relevant. Like It should be comfortable. By the time you get to seven figures, if you've had a leap, the version of you that got you to six figures isn't the version of you that's getting you to seven figures. There was something required in each of those stages, and one of them being this risk tolerance and risk aversion. So what I'm going to recommend, if you are either stagnating at an income plateau, or you're wanting to make a money leap, you've decided, yeah, I want to make money leap, but now you're kind of Ooh, gulping, right, is to look at where where simple things what are simple things i can do right now that feel risky but aren't even business related right let's take it out of business for a moment and let's just make it about something else is it that you or have been single for a while and it's time to create an online dating profile and that makes you feel like gulp, i'm putting myself out there that's a risk right you're you're risking your heart you're risking your time you're risking uh you know being disappointed you're risking all all the things right if that's why you haven't been dating so that might be something not saying it needs to be just throwing out ideas it could be that you um you know go to a new location that you haven't been before to try something new so maybe it's a new workout routine maybe it's indoor skydiving maybe it's um you know going to uh what is it called Oh, the speaking thing that that people do. I can't, Toastmasters. (laughs) I just had a brain fart there. Going to Toastmasters. When I went years ago, oh my God, it was stressful. I drank a whole bottle of Rescue Remedy before my talk because it was that intense for me. So it may not be for you, but it usually is for most people, right? Maybe that's the thing that you do. Not because it's about being a member of Toastmasters Forever, but it's because you are checking a box for something that you you are risk averse with right you're you're afraid of being mocked or being embarrassed or being humiliated or looking silly or 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 right maybe that's the thing maybe it's having a tough conversation maybe you've been keeping the peace instead of protecting your peace and maybe there's some hard conversations that you're needing to have with one or more people in your life in service to you right and honoring you There's so many different examples, but let's look at ideally what's an activity that is meant to be fun, but also stretchy. Just to create a new neural pathway, just to, you know, get uncomfortable, because if you want to leave your comfort zone, you have to take action to be uncomfortable, right? It doesn't mean creating suffering or struggle, but there does need to be some discomfort. The second tip that I have for you is to do things opposite to what you would do so either change up your like just start to change things up change up your morning routine or change up any habits or routines that you have that you've gotten a little bit too used to where they're almost getting a little dull or boring right they almost feel like oh we got to do this thing again yeah that's your sign that it's time to change that up it's going to bring a new energy it's going to open you up into curiosity again which is very magnetic but also it's going to open up new neural pathways. And with that, I'm going to recommend that if you are, let's say right-hand dominant like I am, doesn't matter which your dominant side is, then do everything with your left hand for a few days. Writing, typing. It's going to feel weird. Brushing your hair, brushing your teeth, even walking, right? If you tend to lead, pay attention to what foot you tend to lead with and then lead with the other foot. And consciously and intentionally lead with your your left foot. Change up what you're eating. Change up the order in which you do things, right? Just to, again, create some new neural pathways. The third thing is, which shouldn't surprise you for me to say this, is get a mentor. Get a mentor that's already ahead of where, not ahead of you, I don't mean it in a hierarchy way, but they've already got the results that you want to have, but you're not there yet. Because they're going to, a whole job of a mentor, aside from holding space and celebrating you and all the things, is to give you shortcuts, right? You're going to learn from their mistakes. If you were mentoring with me, you'd be learning from my mistakes and I'd be seeing it right away and helping you avoid the pit, you know, the potholes and the the snafus and stuff that if you were left to your own devices would probably fall into, not because you've done anything wrong, but that's just what we do, right? So we tend to hire mentors to help us move through all these risk nigglies so that we can get the results if I think of my client Elise and I can share her name because she's given me a testimonial and she tells everyone that we work together she uh, left her job two years ago when when we when she reached out to me about coaching I, she said, you're not, one of the questions she asked was, you're not gonna make me quit my job, are you, to run this business? I'm like, why would I? You're, you know, this was back when everyone was working from home with the lockdown. I said, "Geez, you're getting paid to work from home. You're maybe working two hours a week in your job. But they're still paying you. That's perfect. Why not keep getting a salary and, uh, you know, growing your business at the same time?" And then after a week of that, I think we had just started working together before. Like that was a de- deciding factor. She didn't want to work with a coach that was going to be, you know, asking her to do things that she wasn't ready to do. And I get that. I really do. Uh, I said, "As long as you can live with the cause and effect of what's going to happen if you." You know, if you hold on to a job five years from now, then that's fine, right? At some point, you will just by way of how the energy works, you'll have to make a choice. But that won't be me making that; that'll be you making that. So, uh, all of a sudden, on our first call, she's like, "Oh, by the way, I quit my job," (laughs) and so uh, that was a massive leap for her to take, right? And now she's enjoying consistent six-figure months. She just kept leaping and leaping, leaping because she's always willing to be uncomfortable. She's always willing to raise the temperature on risk tolerance and risk aversion so that she never gets comfortable and it's now become fun for her to be uncomfortable that isn't going to be everyone's situation but imagine right two years ago she had she was a public servant she was making you know probably 50k a year and then within less than a year she was already at 50k months and then you know, just shortly after that, hundred K months. And now we're working on getting her way up. She wants to do 200 K months, what she doesn't know, but she probably hear it if she hears this now on this podcast is that uh, I'm going to actually be stretching her beyond that simply because I know how, how quickly she moves. So she moves at the speed of light. And so she's going to already be bored with 200 K months because the version of her that's already calibrating to that will feel, it, it can almost feel like a lackluster result, right? If this has ever happened for you with a, with a leap, where by the time you get there, it's not all that exciting. I mean, you're glad and you're grateful and appreciative, but it feels weird because the version of you that already became that, let's say seven-figure earner, eight-figure earner, whatever uh, happened along the way. You don't just go from taking all those actions and then poof, one day you wake up and you're at eight figures. As an example, it's a, it's a process so, with her, you know, she just keeps sleeping. So, why would I calibrate her to 200K months? Because that's linear, right? I make 100K, then I make 200K. I'm not going to say the amount because I'm going to come back on this show once she hits it. And then we'll have this, this breakdown again of how she got there. Uh, but, anyways, I'm extending this to you as, you know, some things to consider if you are, again, feeling like you are having an income plateau or you're just not really enjoying your business anymore, or you've decided you want to have a quantum money leap, but then you find yourself kind of distracting yourself from that or coming up with all the reasons why you can't do it, that's a good time to to reevaluate is the risk that you're used to it. So you say six figures, the risk that you're going to be expected to calibrate to when you're at seven figures. And this isn't about, you know, um, As I mentioned before, going into immense debt, that's a massive risk. I do not recommend that. In fact, any coaches, and I hope you're not one of them listening to this. If you are, sorry, but I'm going to call you out with love right now or call you in. I should say, stop encouraging people to go into massive debt to work with you. That's not cool. You already know they're not calibrated yet, right? If they haven't even remotely moved past 10K months, they're not calibrated to pay you, let's say 10K a month for coaching. That's not okay. It's really not good form. It doesn't mean you can't serve them. It doesn't mean you can't invite them to something else. But that to me screams, I'm all about the money. And I'm going to say and do whatever I need to do and convince people and AKA manipulate them into using it as an opportunity for growth, using it as an opportunity to move through risk. No, there's some risk that's just nonsense. There's some risk that is actually high risk. And to to allow someone through your company to go into that much debt, so that you can check your box and and be able to post on social media and say, "Hey, I just had my last sale for 10k month retainer. I've now hit my six figure goal for the month." Yuck, that's gross, and I have no apologies for saying that. <laughs> so if that if that is uh, you know scratching up against your sensibilities. I'm okay with that because I'm not okay with that that type of business acumen and that standard of care, frankly, for people. So there is risk that is too high, in my opinion. Uh, asking people to go sizably into debt in order to make 10K months, as an example, is not cool, but there is risk. And by risk, I mean, you know, Maybe you've never been live on video before and so it's going to feel risky to go live on video, but that's the thing. It's not even about the video. It's about taking the risk and getting out of your comfort zone. That's going to be the thing that brings more money in. Reaching out to partner with someone on a collaboration that you think is maybe too good for you and nobody is, of course, right? But we do that in our monkey mind like, oh, they're too advanced for me. They're not going to want to partner with me. Don't decide for other people. Just put yourself out there and do the thing. There's all kinds of ways we can stretch our risk tolerance and and deviate from risk aversion that don't have to be super costly, right? And that's why I'm saying do some fun things because that will really help. Now, if you are wanting to really have a quantum money leap and you like moving at the speed of light, then we should probably chat about working together, Uh, whether it's stepping into the Seven Figure Club podcast, which is a very high level, highly curated podcast for people that are either wanting to create or add seven figures this year or whether it's working together one-on-one we can absolutely chat about what's going on for you what you'd like to create and have a conversation about whether or not i'm even the right person right to support you with that and whether i have the tools in my treasure chest to be able to support you with that and if i don't i have a ton of colleagues that i can connect you with for you to explore but let's at least have a conversation. You can reach out to clientcare at souljourneys.ca to learn about how we can set up a time to chat. I'm going to ask you a few questions in advance of that chat, though, to make sure that we're on the same page and that there are some synergies and, and that it makes sense for us to be having that conversation. And so... You know, provided that it does, and I imagine it will, if you're going to take the time to, to fill out those few questions, then uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to also be able to see, because I'm a seer, as you know, the highest uh, timeline for your business and the highest timeline for your money and how to get you there at the speed of light. That's why people come into my world. That's why people hire me. And that's why Elise, for example, has the results she has because she she is cut from the same cloth. So if that sounds like you, then definitely reach out. But in the meantime, let me know how this landed. I hope this served and I will see you again on our next show. So bye for now. Have a great week. Thanks for
0: listening to The 7 Figure Club with Jennifer Longmore. Before you go, if you're ready to receive high-level support in creating your seven or even eight-figure enterprise, be sure to apply for your complimentary Empire Expansion call to explore how we can help you build your seven-figure business. Apply at www.souljourneys.ca forward slash apply to claim your call. And if you received even one aha from this episode, be sure to rate us on iTunes and be a go-giver and share this episode with others who could benefit. Remember, you matter, your life has meaning, and you are allowed to live an abundant life beyond what you ever could have hoped for or imagined. See you next time.